Welcome to Midnight Conversations. I'm Anandit Abhikaraja. <laughs> I'm Stephen Banos. Welcome back. It's been some Welcome, time. Welcome, Stephen. How are you going? I already welcomed you, man. You can't, Oh, you, you did? Can't Sorry, man. I'm, I'm just out of it. It's oh. been so long. It's been, we've <laughs> taken too much time off. I think uh, I think the rust is showing immediately from the outset. It's, yep. Uh, it's, um, uh, I'm well, though. Thank you for asking. Yeah, life, life's been really good. Life's really chill. I'm just back yeah. from the beach. You look, Can you see my You look tan? older. Sorry, look you're tan? Do you know what? I feel older as well. You feel hey? older? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. You're getting that summer tan going, is it? I saw a photo of myself today and I, I like noticed some like wrinkles that, that were not there previously. So mm. I like how you pretended as if you just randomly saw a photo of yourself and wasn't like scrolling through old photos. <laughs> Stephen did disclose to me that he's uh, he's feeling not his, his old prime self. He felt he feels a bit on the older and uh, you know, how, how should we say more lovable side, I guess, is, is what you're feeling at the moment. So I've gained probably going, a kilo. Have, <laughs> again, I mean, gained a kilo and enough to mention it to me when I asked him what's been changed. <laughs> in the last six weeks so you know clearly you're i i think you were just looking back at old photos seeing what was going on you know yeah. admiring your previous physique yeah but yeah, that's okay. that's precisely what was happening i think i think part of aging mm-hmm. is understanding that it's all about you know being happy in yourself so steven you, you, mm. you look good don't worry you got the tan Jeez. going you look wise things are going well you're, <laughs> you're an intelligent man and no. you've always you've always got a philosophical doctrine that applies mm. to every situation so it's interesting how you always call me intelligent after i've either insulted you or complimented <laughs> so I don't, I don't i don't i don't know what <laughs> it's your way of it's my way of getting the upper hand in those situations all right um, i see <laughs> How, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was, uh, I'm excited to be back. Uh, rested, rested mm-hmm. after the time off. Well, uh, well deserved time off, I say. I mean, we've done, hmm. I think, like 40 something episodes of this. I think it, we, you know, we, yeah, we, do, we deserve a break. I think, I think it's okay. So, yeah, um, we'll, we'll take, we, we've taken a little bit of a break. We'll do this episode, take another little bit of a break, and come back, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and come back right. next year. I think it's good. It's good. Breaks are, breaks are good. I think it helps the body refresh and replenish, you know? Yeah. So, ready if, to go. If, if anyone is like awaiting announcements for, for when we're taking breaks or when we're resuming, they're probably not going to come, I'll, I'll <laughs> be honest. They're not. They're not. And even if they do come, they're going to be wildly inaccurate. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's best so, to just, you know, think of it as a as a surprise. You know, it's, hmm. it's just an enjoyable part of life. Maybe every every week you'll just scroll your feed, check if a podcast is there, and then, uh, you know, it, it'll be a happy part of your day hopefully. precisely enjoy yeah. the haphazardness there's lots of happy things happening this month isn't there Stephen? there's there's lots of festivities <laughs> happening this year we got i mean every year there's there's every there's christmas year. christmas mm-hmm. is happening yeah um so I and hear. yeah and and uh, speaking of christmas oh, uh, funny how christmas just came up there but speaking of christmas uh that's what today's paper is about that is <laughs> crazy that is like, crazy how it came insane. up so naturally it was so natural not forced at all so today we're talking about um, an inter- a really interesting paper, which is looking at evidence of Christmas spirit network in the brain. Uh, it's a functional MRI study. That's the title of the paper. Um, Christmas spirit, Stephen, are you, I, I feel like there's two camps of people. There's people who love Christmas and people who hate Christmas. I don't feel like there's any middle ground. Uh, people d- I don't want, I don't want to be the person that says I'm in that middle ground. Oh, yeah? there, are, okay. there are totally there are totally aspects that I love about it, and there are yeah. some aspects that I'm like, eh, come on, guys, like settle down. 
Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, so obviously, you can as be a, swayed. You can uh, be swayed into being an enthusiast of of Christmas celebrations and also uh, a, a person who's a Grinch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm a Grinch about like the commercialization aspects of it. Like, do I have mm. to donate, you know, three hundred dollars to Maya every year so that <laughs> I can give my friends and family well, we fourteen know seconds of joy <laughs> like, this year? Yeah, <laughs> three hundred dollar Maya gift card. That's quite generous to you. Well done. That's, uh, am I on your Christmas list? I think that that sounds great. <laughs> um, but obviously, like the time with family and and friends is is valuable to me, and I really enjoy that. Fair enough. So, how yeah. about you? Uh, I didn't really grow up celebrating Christmas. I mean, hmm. I think uh, in Ireland, Christmas was, you know, definitely prevalent. But I guess in our household, not as much. I mean, there was a, you know, a guy. I have a memory of a guy who was dressed as Santa Claus who came to our house. And I shook his hand and I was like, you know, two years old. So that, 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 I hope he was Santa Claus. He was dressed was he invited? red. I, I could have been a random guy. No, I don't think so. I think he just knocked <laughs> on the doors. So he was just like introducing himself and saying, hi, I'm, I'm Santa. So uh, that was nice. That's but great. other than that. Not really. It, it wasn't really celebrated in our household. And then uh, I think because I have older siblings, they I benefited in life. And as a result of that, one of my old, my oldest sibling, my older sister, uh, got me my first Christmas present when I was like, you know, 10 or so. It was like mm. uh, a Christmas present that she just got me. And then after that, I think as the siblings, we've all grown up and like sort of gone our different ways. Christmas has been a way to bring everyone together. So literally... When I hit my 20s, that's when everyone started celebrating Christmas. Now it's a big thing that we do together. We're doing Christmas Santa this year or really? Secret Santa. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all, all happening. All happening. Wow. So you, yeah. now, you, you get excited. You look forward to Christmas I'm a, I'm a Christmas enthuse, enthusiast. Whoa, yeah, I, th- I cool. think it's great. I mean, I, I agree with you about the commercialization of it, but also mm. I feel like uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's just an excuse to bring people together and, and have a good time. So uh, definitely, yes. definitely interested. And yes. so I guess... Given this, the question at hand is whether there's a difference in our brains uh, between us, given that I'm someone who's a Christmas enthusiast and you're someone who's ambivalent about Christmas. Is there technically going to be a difference? And that's what this study looks at. It, um, I'll, I'll let me take you through uh, or the listeners through uh, what this study did. So their aim was to detect uh, differences in the brain that were related to maybe Christmas spirit. So they wanted to find something called a Christmas spirit network. So they did something, you may have heard me say the word functional MRI. So, um, Stephen, do you, have you heard of the word functional MRI before? Do you know what that is? You yeah, we differs? did it. We, we looked at uh, functional MRIs for a different paper, mm-hmm. something to do with cholesterol, I think. Anyway. Okay. Yes, I'm familiar with, familiar yeah. with the concept. Right. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. So, um, for listeners at home, what a functional MRI scan is, is essentially it's a brain scan, which can uh, record activation in your brain. So, it's sort of maps your brain as it responds to stimuli so it you can do things like show people a picture of something that's happy and then you can see on the fmri scan you can see the happy regions in the brain sort of light up or show them stimulus of things that make them angry and and then those regions of the brain will light up so it's a way of identifying regions or even networks within the brain which light up in response to stimuli so this study was looking at putting people in a scan and showing them Christmas imagery or unrelated Christmas imagery and seeing if uh, what parts of the brain sort of light up or activate because of this uh, imagery. Now, I should preface that this is quite a more, I guess, tongue-in-cheek type paper because it's similar to the one that we did 
on at the science of the disappearing spoons. Mm. Shout, shout out to our first, I think, podcast. Yeah. And so it's similar sort of vein in which it's published within the British Medical Journal, so the BMJ. Uh, and every year around this time, they publish a sort of paper similar to this that's a bit more lighthearted, uh, and, but still tackles the scientific questions. So that's, that's what they're <laughs> um, So what, what they did is they had uh, 10 healthy people from Copenhagen uh, who routinely celebrate Christmas and then 10 healthy people who live in the same area who have no Christmas traditions. Um, and so they measured the brain activation uh, between these people. And what they found was that there were differences in certain regions of the brain between people who celebrated Christmas versus people who didn't celebrate Christmas, which led them to conclude that there was indeed a Christmas spirit network in the human brain. And um, so they showed people images of, you know, well, well Christina, what are some Christmas images that you think would be typical of Christmas? Uh, Chris, Christmas trees, Christmas hats, elves. Yep. 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 Dogs. <laughs> dogs. <laughs> um, well, no, no dogs were in this photo, uh, but yep. <laughs> in some of the photos they did. Yeah, they did the mistletoe, uh, all these sort of green, red, all these sort of colors were present in, in there. Uh, and uh, that's essentially what the sort of imagery that they found. They found those differences in the brain. Um, mm-hmm. So, Stephen, what, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts, like initial thoughts on, on this study? Do you are you surprised by the findings? What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, it's. It's interesting. Does it really tackle a scientific question or is it just saying, do we get excited (laughs) or do some people get more excited when they see Christmas images than others? Does it does it go beyond that? Possibly. Yeah, Mm. I guess to some extent, because I guess the areas of the brain that were activated, I think one of the areas uh, was in relation, I think the parietal lobes, uh, which is in the brain and the left and right were activated. And there's Mm. some research showing that uh, that is related to spirituality, which the authors note. Uh, Mm. So it's not just like a random excitation, I guess, given that there were differences between them, it shows that maybe there is some sort of underlying network here. But I guess the bigger questions are, is it really Christmas imagery or is it something else? Could it have been that, you know, it's the images of red and green things that, you know, activate these areas or so. So there's definitely many other reasons, but it, it, it's, it's interesting in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I guess that's what I've been trying to figure out. Like, is there a, a difference between people getting excited by this Christmas imagery as opposed to someone, like, picking up a book that they like or, you know, or, like, watching a soccer game? Like, is it just like, oh, I feel excited because that's something that I'm familiar with or yeah. is there something underlying? So you're saying there's, like, a spirit, like, part of the brain that's responsible for or connected with spirituality? I, I guess that's kind of interesting, but... In part, but I, I think it, mm. it is a bit of a reach and, and it's, it's very difficult to sort of pinpoint that. Uh, maybe a future paper we could look into it. But I guess it, it did show that there were differences between these two groups. And so that shows that, well, maybe if that's the case, what's the reason for these differences? So as mm. uh, it could be these Christmas imagery and, and feelings of that, but it could also be other reasons such as, as that. But I think what's fascinating about it is just the fact that they've answered a question like this. And even they say, well, yeah. well... Maybe it would be interesting to look at these differences for other traditions, such as like Easter or Hanukkah or Deepavali, all these sort of, if we took the same approach, could that 
show these differences in underlying networks. But I mean, there's definitely a lot of flaws in the paper, but because yeah. it's, it's you know, small, <laughs> small sample size, 20 people, uh, so it can't really be generalized to all people. And, and, and the ways in which they conducted it, they made sure that they only included people who, uh, you know, either had strong feelings for Christmas or had no feelings for Christmas and none of those middle ground people like, so Stephen wouldn't have been included in the study. So it's not really representative of your beliefs. But I mean, as just a initial fun study, very, very interesting and intriguing. But Stephen, I yeah, mean, do you yeah, feel, yeah. do you feel that sort of Christmas spirit in society as, you know, you see Christmas trees put up in shopping centers or Christmas music playing? Do you feel that sort of activation, the brain happening? Um. I mean, to some extent, I I wonder if the activation is kind of different for people that have, you know, grown up with different ideas on it. Because I feel mm. like, so you didn't, you weren't raised with like the religious foundation for your Christmas no. spirit. So no. I wonder if that's like, if your brain is activated in different ways to people that did have that kind of religious foundation there. Do you think it might be? I think that's a great point because mm. especially given that those spiritual areas of the brain were activated, you, you could be spot on that this, this sort of factor is actually relating to more the yeah spirituality mm. of Christmas more so than the Christmas itself, you know, but uh, so, yeah. yeah one, one, one of the biggest arguments I had with a, with a former um, girlfriend of mine <laughs> was, <laughs> was um, she, like, she was a, she was a hardcore atheist, um, mm. but she loved Christmas and, um, I, you know, decided that it was in my best interest to point out the hypocrisy of her points of view um, over over a meal with her, which was in retrospect a terrible idea. But right. um, I think, I, I, I mean, a lot of people just get excited because they associate Christmas with like food. And I mean, what, I mean, what, what are your associations now? Just well, food and family. I mean, a, a lot of good things, but mm. correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, wasn't it Pepsi who created Christmas or Santa Claus? Not what? created Christmas, no. but Santa Claus. I'm pretty sure the story goes that Pepsi uh, were behind the marketing of Santa Claus. And it, there were commercial organizations which were focused on the whole gift giving to make it another event to boost up the economy in that respect. So, uh, No, surely not. It's really? worth a fact check. It's worth a fact uh, check. But I'm definitely, I've definitely heard that a few times in my life. That, uh, <laughs> Pepsi were the corporation behind it. So uh, interesting to sh- to see that. I think there's, mm. you know, it's sort of this religious holiday that's been hijacked uh, to become something bigger than itself, and yeah. that commercialization aspect yes. of it is important. But uh, yeah, I I relate it to a lot of good things. Definitely family together, which is always excellent because you know I've comparatively to most people quite a large family so getting everyone together is very difficult so i think Mm. that's that's a very good part but an important thing about this study i think that i should point out is you know what does it mean when parts of the brain are activated so there's this famous study which this paper actually mentions in this discussion where uh, researchers got a salmon uh, a frozen salmon and they put it into an fMRI scanner uh, and they found activation in certain regions of the brain uh, in this frozen salmon, which mm. clearly shows that the tool that we're using to measuring these activations in the brain uh, can sort of fire, you know, for reasons that aren't related to brain activation. So they're not precisely measuring what we mean it to measure, which can be an issue because it means that um, it's, you know, there's no perfect measure of the brain. You know, I, I often use brain volume as a measure of brain brain health, which shows like the size of different regions of the brain, but the, everything has its flaws. But it's important to note that that I think that was a really interesting study that they did. My supervisor said that 
he was in the conference where they presented these results of the frozen salmon. It became like this famous paper throughout all like neuroscience uh, clubs and societies that talked about it. So, um, mm. yeah, it, really interesting in the fMRI studies. Yeah, it's inherently interesting. It's crazy. I, like, yeah. I understand that our, our bodies are doing things that we're not you know, conscious of all the time. But mm. the idea that like some stimulus triggers our brain in a way that kind of sends blood to it. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you understand in any detail like what's actually happening there? Like how is our brain triggering that response? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, essentially whenever parts of the brain are activated, it uh, is sort of requiring more oxygen to go into those cells and, and get used by those neurons. And so what uh, certain scanning techniques do is they actually measure this um, oxygen that leaves the or the amount of blood that leaves certain regions or go into regions and leaves regions and the oxygen that's related to it. So that is sort of a proxy measure of activation in that area. And so I think it's called bold signal is uh, mm. what it's used in, in, in this respects. And so that relates to, um, I think, it, the blood moving in and out of these different regions. And that's that's what they measure. And that, mm. that's that's inherently with all these measures of brain health, that it's sort of indirect or direct measures of, of activation. So, um, but I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too technical, but what, I mean, what, what happens? So it, like the, the blood enters this particular region of the brain. Is the blood carrying particular molecules that interact with that part of the brain to release other molecules that you know make you feel good or something or and yeah i mean on on a on a simple level it's just it really is just the blood going in and out so when Mm, if you think of muscles that are like contracting if even in your bicep if you contract your bicep blood sort of flushing into this this muscle um and and helping you know the cell sort of do its thing and and ensure that the muscle can contract in the same ways uh the brain has a very similar process which is you know blood is moved to the brain and used as required i mean I think the statistic is the brain takes up about um, 30% or 20%. It's a large Mm. proportion of the energy um, required for the body goes to the brain and a large proportion of the oxygen required for the body goes to the brain. So um, measuring this is is interesting because it shows like these nutrients going in and out of different regions of the brain. So that's definitely what's happening. This this just makes me feel so much like a a robot. Like we're we're in a simulation, just the way that blood travels through us. Like it's, it's crazy. I mean, what always blows my mind is when I think about uh, as we age, uh, cells are constantly dividing in your body. And so there's always mistakes that are happening in this cell division process. And as you age more, you're more likely to have these mistakes occur, but your body's like counteracting these mistakes and they sort of fix it and different um, cells help make sure that the process goes along well. And that always blows my mind when I just sit there and think like, you know, all these mistakes that could lead to things like cancer and all that are being fixed by my body. So like, you know, the, it's, it's just amazing when you, when you go down to the cellular level of what's happening. So, yeah. Um, but Scary. It, another thing that's amazing is Christmas. It's the same. <laughs> yeah. But <Back>. Stephen. <laughs> um, We're in a simulation, man. <laughs> so what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on uh, studies of the brain that relate to mm. Christmas? Do you think it's, because uh, I, I think for me, an important thought here is Christmas isn't necessarily a positive holiday for all people there's definitely people Mm. who associate it with negative things or it's a very difficult time for lots of people definitely not addressed in this study but um what are your thoughts on on sort of you know 
Christmas in general, the Christmas spirit, or even the relationship with the brain and all these people? Mm. What are your thoughts on the paper? Has it made you think about anything? Yeah, um, I mean, it made me think about placement of resources in science. I don't think mm. uh, people should uh, put too much more into um, analyzing the brain's response to Christmas. This is certainly a fun paper. I know they, yeah. they refer to like critics of the paper as like, having humbug syndrome and being Grinches and stuff. The, the paper yeah. is lighthearted. It doesn't take Very itself too seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it uh, kind of lends itself to further exploration, really. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think the purpose of it is to show that science can be fun and science can be used to answer any question at hand. Um, yes. But yeah, I mean, in acknowledgement sections, generally where you acknowledge people who have contributed to the work of the research, uh, these researchers said, we acknowledge all those who spread a spirit of warmth, kindness, and generosity, regardless of the season. So that's a, <laughs> that. it's a pretty awesome. But look, I definitely think listeners should check out the paper. Very, very easy to read because it's it's more tongue in cheek, but there is some science in there. So if you're interested in, in learning more about, you know, an entry level idea about brain stuff, I think this is, this is a great paper to look into. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely don't take the results too seriously. For the reasons. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Stephen, in saying that, you got any plans for Christmas? You, how are you wrapping up the year? Um, I'm going to work. I'm just going yeah. to work all the way through. I'm going to enjoy Good. a meal with my family. And How's the uh, musical abilities been going since we've been Oh, no. I, I mean, no? I, I pick up the guitar every every day for a little bit. But Why don't you pick up I that guitar right now and I haven't been out, preparing. Um, play us out, Stephen. <laughs> will I do that? What, what are you doing for Christmas? Uh, for Christmas, I'll be... Uh, celebrating spreading christmas love and joy is really what i'll be doing <laughs> i'll be hugging randoms and uh you know i don't know giving people high fives we're in covid times man you got oh, yeah, that's true well improving at this point Thank you very I, much, Stephen. I ended on the wrong chord. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I, if you notice, if anyone, any of the listeners noticed that Stephen ended on the wrong chord, congratulations. Uh, I did not. I enjoy that thoroughly, Stephen. Thank you very much. If that's how we end the year, I'm very happy. Uh, mm -hmm. Who knows if we do another podcast this year or not? Uh, I think it's 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 a uh, 2080 guess which way it rolls, you know. We'll exactly. See. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but if not, well, I hope everyone has a lovely Christmas. Um, enjoy mm. your uh, festivities towards this time of the year and uh, we'll catch you in the new year. Yes, I agree with everything Edit and said. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. See you guys. Yeah.